When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And airplanes and buses, etc. Where in Rima? Seven till nine. News Talk five fifty KTSa and FM one zero seven one. Hey Joe, you can eat it, you tyrant. <laughs> he just wants a hundred well, days. <laughs> yeah, bull crap. Bull crap. Hundred days last to a hundred years. Uh, hey, Do you see that guy? The the guy from UK. Their, their their health minister is now saying, "Well, this is something you're going to have to do the rest of your life. I mean, you're going to be, you, you know, these these things. The basket. I'm like, you can eat it too. Anybody who, who wants to lock me up like this, I ain't living the rest Y'all of my life like it. this, man. Yeah, I ain't living. Uncle Sean ain't living like this for the rest of his life, man. Oh no way, I'm man. Barely holding no my sanity together now. Oh, I read this deal from the. You know, we were talking about the Eric Garcetti, the mayor of Los Angeles. You know, right. and he's the king. He's the king lord to people like uh, Nirenberg and, right. and Adler and guys like that. And uh, his order, which said, you know, we need to cancel everything. I dug into it. All right, here's what's in the order too. All it bans all travel, including travel on foot. Bicycle, scooter, motorcycle, automobile, or public transit. So Can movement in Los Angeles is now illegal. Movement. Simple movement. human simple human movement is banned. Right. How exactly. am I supposed to get across the room, Mr. Mayor? You, you know, I mean you're not. I guess we gotta hover. If you're in LA, you gotta hover. Just hover. That's all. Like a bumblebee. You're that's not on the list. Uh, you know, it's craziness. <laughs> it's crazy. And, and well, they want us to keep living like this well beyond, you know, well yeah. beyond. No. Who no, wants 100 days of you wearing a mask no, and then man. you can't wear You have to wear it on an airplane if you want to go into a building. Like, you got to go to court. You got to go in. Yeah, it's just, come on, guys. Especially on Friday. Give me a freaking break. Can you guys not do this on Friday? <laughs> That's why they do it on Friday, though. Just What's that? it in there on the way into, on, on the, you know, everybody's getting ready for their weekend. They're right. focused on that, so that's why they let stuff go like this on Friday. Yeah, uh, but I guess. You know, I, I, but everything I hear, because you're right, Fauci's saying the same thing. You know, oh, yeah. You're going to have to live like this forever. And But I never hear an argument for why. That's the thing. Do you ever hear an argument for why we would have to well, live the rest of our stinking lives like this? Now, I didn't hear a scientific argument, but this guy in the U.K., his name is uh, Professor Jonathan Van Tam, all right? <laughs> and he says this is a good thing that we've picked up these, um, you know, the washing of the hands and the social distancing and the mask wearing. We should have been doing this a long time ago, that this is a good thing. He said, I don't see this as like the end of the war when we say, it's over and let's have a party in the streets. He says, That's, that day's not going to come. He says, you're just going to have to keep doing this. Boris Johnson's looking at him like, you know where you can go. I mean, you're he's bloody crazy. <laughs> I'm not wearing a bloody mask the rest of my life. I've had the bloody virus. Seriously. 
Bojo looked at him like, you're nuts. And so the yeah. guy said, well, you know, uh, what I mean by this is this is going to be like coming back on us every few months, you know. It's going to come back, and it's going to come back, and so it's going to come back, and you're going to have to deal with it all over again, so keep doing this. Well, like I said, he can eat it, too, because I, I ain't, uh-uh, no. No I way, man. I can't do it, no. I can't do it. <laughs> like I said, I'm barely holding on to my sanity now, you know. And I hear this stuff about, she's going to keep going on for a while. You're going to have to live this way. I mean, I, yeah, I, I suppose it, it, it sort of fits in with people who are germaphobes and stuff like that, where, you know, if you keep doing this, you'll never get anything, you know. But for me, it's, it's madness. You're not living, though. It's not living. It's existing. It's just right. existing. You're not living. You're existing. Right. There's a difference. So um, would you, to, to, to exist... Would you be willing to give up your freedoms to exist? Would you be willing to cover up like this to exist? Or do you feel more like either, you know, let me, Patrick Henry, live free or die, you know? Right. Uh, live free or die, that's the deal right here, or whatever. Because I'm, I'm like looking at this going, I'm not, you know, I can't imagine a lifetime of every time I want to go in somewhere, I've got to put a mask on. Oh, you no. Know? And just, you know, and just the whole idea of maintaining social distance. I mean, we're, we're, we're herding animals. We, we need each other. <laughs> you know, we, we, we interact with each, with each other. You know, interacting w- with each other brings us joy. And so this idea that we just got to stay away from each other and constantly work, constantly worry if that person's got it or I have it, I'm not giving it to any, whatever, got my mask on. No, that's that's no way to live. You're you're not living. You're not, especially with the lockdowns. We're not fully in our lives, you know. And it's, yeah. it's we're not that now. I mean, I, the idea of maintaining that for some bizarre reason for, for the foreseeable future is is crazy. And and the reason they're saying it, it's not you and me saying it. They're they're the ones who are saying it. The reason they're doing it is try to make a soft landing when they do mandate it, right? So oh yeah, and they're probably going to mandate it through the businesses through this vaccine card that they are doing in the UK. And the military announced yesterday that people who get the vaccine here in the United States they'll have the they'll have a card too. Now Ticketmaster has already said if you want to get tickets, they're going to have an app that you're going to have to have your card uploaded to the app so that you can buy tickets for a concert or a ball game or something like that. But here's an new poll that's out this morning it's a harris poll and it says more than 40 percent of americans say they would be more likely to get covid19 vaccine if fauci got it first well okay that's cool but can we watch him for a while (laughs) (laughs) well that's an interesting right can we keep our eyes on him you know uh isn't that the point yeah it was like 34 percent. i think said that they would be more likely to take it if the ceo of the company that makes the vaccine takes it first 39, yeah. yeah. Right. 39. So people just want, you know, reassurances, I guess. I mean, I, I'll get the damn vaccine. I don't care. I mean, I, I think you're right about the card carrying and the, uh, you know, you're to get in to do certain things, you're going to have to have this stupid card or something to let for you know, sure. show that you've had the, the vaccine. That's good. Yeah, they're just restriction happy all the way around. They just want to, <laughs> they're, yeah. they're softening us up to control us, basically. We've been talking about this normalization we, we, thing for a while, you know. Right, and and I, and I know we talk a lot this, uh, about this a lot. So you know, and, and I don't mean to do that too much, but the the fact of the matter is, people have to understand that that there's a big change happening to our lives right now. This is a monumental, this is a seminal moment in our history, in the history of the world, but 
uh, much less the history of the United States. There are other countries where people are used to living this way. China is one of them. Uh, uh, other uh, communist countries are used to living this way. In America, we're not, man. We're not used to having them tell us, this is what you will do. This is where you will go. This is how you will go there. This is how you're going to dress. This is what you're going to wear. All those kinds of things. And so this is a seminal moment in our history. And I think, I, I don't know, one of the reasons I talk about it and I, and I pay attention to it, I think it would be a darn shame if it was our generation that was the last free, truly free generation in in the history of the country. So. You know, it, but it wouldn't be surprising, would it? Because nah. our generation, no, I'm just being honest, our generation is the huh? last generation that grew up during the Cold War and we understood communism. It was, you know, beat into our heads every day that uh, these people are oppressing their own people, you know. I mean, we've grown, we grew up with that. Not that we had lived in that kind of a world, but we knew of that kind of a world. We knew the reality of it as it was presented to us by folks who got, made their way out over the years. You, the younger you go, you, they don't have a connection to that at all. Right. You bring up yeah. the Cold War, they have no idea what you're, what you're talking about. Right. So it's, you're right. We probably will be the last generation... Man, I hope that not. will be free as we understood to be free, right? You know, because yeah. the the younger folks, the, a lot of them, I'm not trying to be an old fart, but they they just don't have any historical or generational connection to understanding what a communist nation is or understanding what a truly fascist government is, and that's right. they're the ones who are going to give away the farm. You know? yeah. <laughs> Do it willingly. Well, back to the. Back to this poll, Joe Biden and Obama came in at 36%. Uh, if people, 36% of the people say they'll get it if they see those guys get right. it. Of course, Obama, Clinton, and Bush said they'll take it on television. 26% of Americans said that if President Trump is first in line, they'll do it. Americans also said if Tom Hanks, Julia Roberts, Tucker Carlson, or Kim Kardashian will get it. <laughs> I'm waiting on the Kardashian vaccination again. I'm not doing anything unless I see Kim take one there, you know, the big old butt there, you know, with the, with the needle there. I, I, I'm yeah. I, you know, when it's a good Kim thing they're doing it, the I think arm, it's safe. Because if they did it Kim, the other way, I think, you know, maybe it wouldn't with her. Yeah. <laughs> 78% of people are very concerned about the vaccine. 43% right. don't believe the vaccine will prevent them from getting COVID. Now, I'm, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I've been vaccinated for everything right. in the world almost, you know. And my kids were vaccinated. My grandkids great, yeah. are. <laughs> I took I took This year I took the, the flu vaccine. So I'm not right. an anti-vaxxer. I don't want anybody right. to get the impression that I'm anti-vaxxer at, at all. But I'm also very cynical when it comes to politicians. And you yeah. just have to pardon me. But if Obama and Bush and Clinton say, I'll take it on TV, if they say that, then I immediately what comes into my mind, yeah, that's saline in the in the shot. They're not getting the real deal. <laughs> it's show. I'm just saying. It's show. Right. Because they're liars. All three of them are. Yeah, but why, and all three I mean, but why of them would do they lie about show. that? Why would they lie about Why that? Would they? What would they? The, what would be the, the benefit to them? Because they don't trust it either. <laughs> they don't trust what's in this thing. It's too early, man. And we we have the we have the information now from right. Pfizer. It affected their stocks yesterday. You I know this uh, this Dr. Michael Yeadon, who was the head of respiratory research at Pfizer, says we need to stop the human trials right now because we're seeing some things happening that aren't very cool. In fact. Potential side effects that people people aren't coming back for their second shot 
because they're having side effects off the first one saying we're not going back. But they're talking about women. They're talking about pregnant women. They're talking about non-neutralizing antibodies that cause that cytostorm thing, a, a possibly lethal immune reaction. All these things are now being discussed because this thing has been rolled out so quickly. That's what I meant by right. if Fauci gets it, let's watch him for a while and see how things go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put him on her eyes. Rows of her breasts. I'm not getting. Whatever. It, you know? I mean, well, yeah. I, I, I you know, obviously, uh, you know, there, there are going to be side effects. I, I don't know what specifically what the side effects are. And all this guy said that you know how bad they were. You said could compromise your immune system even more, which is concerning. Uh, you know, I, I, I think it's. Uh, I'm, I'm still kind of half and half on it. I mean, uh, I, I like the way that that Trump coalesced. Or put brought together yet another coalition of of folks to to get this thing done, uh, and uh, I you know I th- some of the best minds in the world were working on this vaccine as far as I understand from these companies from the pharmaceuticals, so I'm I'm you know I more me I'll probably just get it, you know but here in this household I mean we we're Nothing's probably going to do a hell you. of a lot of investigation especially when it concerns my stepdaughter and you know possible side effects for immune systems Sean. Yeah. With everything that you've introduced into your body over the years, ain't nothing going to hurt you. <laughs> What's I, one you know, more? I, I said this yesterday. There's so many chemicals <laughs> roaring through my system. No self-respecting yeah. virus can last a week. That's why I never get sick, nah. really. Much less I only get sick when I eat ghost peppers, okay? And that's a different thing. <laughs> The vaccine's going to find the first exit. Get out. All right. Get out of here. Get out. Danger. <laughs> More Danger. wear and rhyme coming up next. Um, I want to tell you about BG products. As you drive around on a cold morning or any cold morning, your vehicle has got to warm up. But here's the problem. While it's warming up, it's metal to metal inside the engine. The rings are rubbing up against the cylinder walls, and that's metal to metal, and eventually they wear out, and then you got to get a ring job and possibly more inside your engine, sometimes a whole new engine. BG can help protect against that because it actually binds to the cylinder walls, so it stays there at all times. And so uh, during that warm-up phase, when the oil is down at the bottom of the engine as molasses, um, it, it actually can protect your engine from any kind of wear and tear, any kind of harm, and save you a ton of money. You you price an engine today for your vehicle, and I don't even know what you drive, but you price an engine for it today. It's tons of money that you don't need to spend right now. Nobody needs to spend it. So do the maximum when it comes to protection. And whoever changes your oil can install it for you, okay? Just log on to their website, bgfindashop.com. It is cold this morning, and it's going to warm up uh, today about 61 for the high. Partly sunny sky is going to be chilly tonight, 31 to 30. Clouds and sun tomorrow, about 59. And on Sunday, it's going to be sunny with a high about Hi, this is Jack Riccardi, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. We don't act now. Our hospital system will be overwhelmed. If we don't act now, we'll continue to see a death rate climb. More lives lost. So, I know you're going to find this very hard to believe, but Miley Cyrus is naked again. Uh, She's on the cover of this month's... Yeah. This month's Rolling Stone magazine, Thank Miley's you. Rock and Roll Heart. She didn't, well, she didn't have a top on. She's apparently got something down here. But the best albums and songs of 2020 can hardly wait. All right, what's on your desk? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, I couldn't name one. <laughs> <laughs> no, wouldn't even try. Well, let's talk. You've been hearing uh, Don Morgan reporting on this. Let's talk about the Marijuana Opportunity Reinvestment and Expungement Act called MORE, the MORE Act. This is the first bill of its kind. It's going to be voted on uh, in the House today. It's probably not going to, you know, come up in the Senate. 
but it's a step forward. This uh, this is a bill which would do what I've been saying needs to be done in that it would remove marijuana from the Federal Controlled Substances Act, which means it would federally then be legal, uh, which means all these states uh, which have decriminalized marijuana and legalized it technically, uh, the providers in those states would be able to start using the banking system uh, for their businesses. Uh, it would make it easier for our our American vets to get a hold of this stuff because uh, I I know I don't know if you, I'm sure you have I've talked to a whole lot of vets over the years combat vets who suffered from horrible PTSD and were put on any kind all manner of antidepressants and mood mood enhancers and didn't work and they had to go outlaw start smoking the weed and they said that was the only thing that could really help them out and uh, so you know I'm pro legalization obviously of, of marijuana so. The, the the fact that this is actually being considered at some level is is a step forward because it means at some point there'll be a bill. It's not going to be this one, but at some point there'll be a bill, uh, I believe, that'll decriminalize it at the federal level. And that's really what needs to happen, <laughs> honestly. And 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 I am not full on libertarian when it comes to drug legalization. I don't believe in the legalization of cocaine or crystal or any of that stuff. Uh, like it is in, uh, I think, Oregon. I think there was a, something they passed uh, recently. But marijuana, yeah. <laughs> Let's just go, be about it, you know. Let's be about it. <laughs> let, let me ask you where that, why there's a differentiation in your mind. Why is it different than saying, you know, full-out legalization? It's your body. If you want to do it, then do it. And that includes the harder drugs. Because when you when you use the harder drugs on a regular basis, and I know because I've seen it a thousand times with my own eyes, you inherently become a public safety risk. You inherently become a danger to yourself and other people when you are at a certain level of cocaine addiction. You are inherently a danger to yourself and other people, especially when you got a rip snort and crystal addiction going uh, or heroin. You know, so I. It, 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 those are destroyers of lives. I, I've known people who have smoked weed their whole lives. They're functioning human beings. They, you know, they they go to work. They have careers. They're professionals. But instead of popping a beer when they get home, they smoke a little weed. And uh, uh, it, not, not to mention the medicinal. There's no, there's no medicinal value to heroin or crystal meth. <laughs> you know, and quite the opposite. So uh, I, I do draw. I do make that distinction. I do. Uh, draw that line, uh, and mostly because of uh, again the things that I've seen with my own eyes as far as what people become when they use the harder drugs. So you know, uh, I, I I would love to see marijuana legalized or taken off the controlled substances list, so that then it's available to folks. You you want one more reason? It's safer for you than alcohol. You know, we celebrate everything with booze. Booze is destroyed a whole lot of lives. <laughs> it's destroying. All. You think COVID's bad? Booze destroys people's lives every single stinking day. Families, you know, all kinds of stuff. Uh, drunk driving, you know, and I drink. You know, well, I don't drink anymore, not as much, but I here and there. But I've had issues over the years as well. Okay, again, marijuana is a safer alternative to, I believe, alcohol. Uh, and I know folks who have smoked their whole lives again and would never take a sip of booze ever, would would even consider it. So I, I hope that this uh, uh, at least paves the way for future bills that might be more acceptable uh, in the Senate, given the makeup of the, what the Senate's going to be. But we'll see. So I have seen 
booze destroy lives. I have seen uh, dope, I, I, marijuana. I've seen marijuana destroy lives. I've, I've got two people in my mind right now who became so consumed that it's all they could think about. They couldn't think about anything else other than taking, the, go, going, smoking the next joint. And the same thing is true with co- cocaine. I've seen cocaine destroy uh, guys' lives, even kill guys. Um, and I've seen it personally up close I, because I've been in this business, in the entertainment business, all of my life. So you see people come and go, and you see that. I think anything can be destructive to you if you let it control you instead of you controlling it. That's yeah. the key to anything, Eating. whether it is booze <laughs> or whether right. it is marijuana or food. Food kills people. Right. So you have to control it instead of it controlling you, no matter what it is. I tell you what, let's do. we got a break for the bottom of the hour news. We'll come back. If you're opposed to this bill, which would decriminalize marijuana federally, if you're opposed to it, Tell us why. Make a good case for being opposed to it. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Bridgehead, IT. Over 20 years helping business be more efficient and save money, but now it's more critical that you know Bridgehead than ever before because of cyber crime. I'm talking about phishing. I'm talking about malware. I'm talking about ransomware. All these things can happen to your business. And if you're not protected with cybersecurity from Bridgehead IT, if it happens to your business, it could wipe your business out while you're asleep. You wake up the next morning and you don't have a business because somebody got into your IT and stole everything that you had. Or they're holding you for ransom and you got to write this big fat check to cover whatever they just stole from you. And here's the most important thing. If your client's information is compromised because somebody broke into your IT system, you're responsible for that client data while it rests on your servers and what have you. Protect it all make sure you have maximum protection are you protected call bridgehead it today or log on to their website bridgeheadit.com and on the phone 210-477 san antonio's news traffic and weather station news talk 550 ktsa and fm 1071 this is the weapon that is going to win the war and that is the light at the end of the tunnel right yeah whatever um, it's uh, 738. <laughs> 738, KTSA. Whatever he's got to say, that's uh, Fredo's brother. Uh, whatever he's got to say is nowhere near as interesting as uh, legalizing marijuana, which yeah. is uh, the top of the uh, top of the heap today for the House of Representatives up in uh, uh, Washington. And laying out the case for that, Mr. Ryman just went through why it should be legalized uh, as far as uh, decriminalized, put it that way, federally. And so uh, several states have already decriminalized it. Now the uh, federal folks face that. Are you for or against it? If you are against legalizing marijuana, we want to put you to the top of the heap. We don't want to. That's all. You know, this is almost like uh, the abortion issue. Debating that because everybody's got an opinion about it, and it's the same old, same old over and over again. Right. But if you're if you don't think it ought to be legalized, state your case on are, are decriminalized on a federal level. I think the states have the rights to do whatever they want to do. That's the whole idea of the Tenth Amendment to the Constitution. The state has the right to do whatever they want to do. And if you don't like it, if you, if you don't like being in Colorado where you smell the stuff, then move. Go somewhere else. Or vote in a new legislature that'll, uh, that'll make it illegal again. But it's a state's rights issue as far as I'm concerned, and so many other things are. Line two, Mark you're on KTSA. Fire away. Hey, Trey. Good morning. Good morning, Sean. Hey. Hey, uh, just real quick. I don't think that it should be legalized only because it does 
<clears throat> I mean, if you smoke marijuana, it's going to get you in another uh, state of mind. It's going to get you high. Uh, people no. are going to get behind the wheel. <laughs> uh, well, you know, right. and no, 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 no. And I'm, I'm going to tell you what. Look, man, I've been around people that used to smoke it and stuff. Uh, I've seen the reactions, how it affects them. Uh, so anyway, that's my uh, take on that, and I'll let you all respond. All right, Sean, you want to say something about that? Thanks right. for the call, man. We appreciate it. You, you, I mean, it's it's uh, like you were talking about guns earlier. There are already laws in the books against driving when you are chemically altered or drunk or stoned or high. Um, the roadside tests are becoming technologically uh, more easier uh, in that, uh, you know, cop uh, is – in the foreseeable future, you can see a cop just basically plucking a hair out of your head and telling when the last time you had a hit was. Um, or, you know, do a roadside test for somebody who is stoned, then they're probably going to fail it. So, you know, then you're, you're guilty of a crime. Um, as far as keeping it at the state level, my only argument against that is that by the federal designation, nobody who is a legal provider uh, who sells marijuana in any states can use the, the banking system. It's a cash-only business, which in my opinion makes it inherently dangerous. Uh, so uh, that's that would be my another argument for why the federal designation needs needs to change because these people should be able to have bank accounts and you know for their for their businesses like any other business. Uh, beyond that, I, I I pretty much agree with you on on states' rights. But again, as far as people driving when they're stoned, well, again, you already have laws on the books prevent you know making that illegal. So for anything, it could be a prescription yeah. medication, it could be booze, whatever Michael. it is. You cannot <laughs> yeah, drive right. under the well. It, the the law specifically is not necessarily driving under the influence because people do that all the time. It's actually if you're caught or if you crash. But that's a whole another issue discussion for a different time. Well, what what this boils down to for me is either we're going to live free or not. That's the first thing. Either we're going to live free or not. Secondly, um, states' rights, the Tenth Amendment. This should be a states' rights issue. The states ought to be able to decide whether or not they're going to have it legalized. And if they decide that it's legalized, well, then the federal government should decriminalize it so that they can do what they need to do within those states. The federal government should have no purview over the states concerning this issue whatsoever, period, full stop on that. And um, and the third thing is we we have to be willing to say, if you're going to mess up your life, you're going to mess up your life. I'm not not a smoker. I don't do it. and I and, and and so for me, it's not like it's it's not like the law is keeping me from doing it, right? Right. I don't right. think the law is keeping anybody from doing it. If if you if I was if I wanted to do it, I would do it. <laughs> so you know what I'm saying? So yeah. so it's like this. It's not like tomorrow I'm going to wake up if they legalize it that I'm going to wake up and I'm going to go. Hey, now it's legal. I can do it. I'm going to do it. Nah, it's not. That's not how this deal works when it comes to this particular thing. And, and thirdly, finally, um, it's real hard to to show that you can walk in and buy all the Jack Daniels and all the Grey Goose and all that other stuff that you right. want all day. And and know what it does physically to people. And I'm not saying I'm not saying pot's good for you, but I'm saying I know what booze does to people right. and how what it does to, to lives. And again, it goes back to you controlling it versus it controlling you. If you eat a bunch of big fat greasy food, you're gonna be a big fat greasy dude. And that's on you. <laughs> right. I Bottom agree. line. Yeah. That's I agree. on you.
right, uh, line one, LaDonna, you're on KTSA. Do you think they ought to decriminalize federally? What do you say? Federally, yes. I, I think it's a state issue, just like you said, and if the states go with it, then, the, you know, I don't think they have any other choice. I'm not a smoker, not to say that I maybe back in my younger days didn't do it, but I just feel like anything that alters your mind and that opens up such a big scope, prescription drugs, I, I just, you know, it, I don't think it's right, but here we are. Right. Here we are, and it's it's for and thank you for the call, Adana. It's for the control to be state states and with jobs. I, I think I think uh, if if they were to say to employers, well, you can't control your employees and their use of this. Well, that's just wrong too, because if you've got some guy showing up drunk, drinking a fifth of Jack while he's operating heavy equipment, you'd want to be able to fire him. And if you right. got the same thing with somebody who smokes ten doobies before he gets to work, and I I know guys uh, who did that. That for a very long time before they'd come to work. I know, isn't that amazing? (laughs) Right, right. There was there was one that his deal, and I was running a radio station. His deal was let's go out, drive around, listen to the station, and I can you know get some ideas on how what we need to do. Well, every time I get in his car, (laughs) green fog in his car. I finally told him I can't ride around with you anymore, man. Uh, I just can't do it, so I I quit it. Uh, And he'd say, let's go ride around and listen. I'd say, no, you know what? We'll listen here in my office, and we'll make. (laughs) Line two, Ed, you're on KTSA. Go ahead, Ed. Yeah, the problem I have with uh, legislating it uh, or or decriminalizing it is they they make the break-off point four ounces. And if you're driving around with four ounces, you're selling it. You're not smoking. Okay. Okay. So I guess you would say the... That's right. So you you think it ought to be, I guess, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, so fix us on this one if we get it wrong, Ed. You're thinking it ought to be sold at dispensaries only and private sales should no, be illegal. No, no, I'm saying if somebody gets pulled over and right. they've got two or three points, maybe that's a ticket. Not four ounces. If you've got four ounces, you're selling it. Well, four ounces is all. I mean, that's, you know... I, I've actually been kind of surprised when I see states that legalize it that they say, you know, and even cities that legalize it, they say you could have up to four ounces because that's... That's no little amount. <laughs> you know, that's, well, that's, and thanks for the call, Ed. No, here's, here's my question, Sean, and thanks for the call, Ed. My question is, if you legalize it and if you de- decriminalize it federally, should there be a limit on how much you have? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you know that's, a, that's a toughie. I mean, uh, uh, you know, you, I can sit here and say that four ounces is, is like a lot, which it is. But you know, uh, there you know is, is how much how many bullets can you have for your gun? You know, I mean, if somebody wants to have four ounces, I guess and how, never have to worry. How many about bottles it. of J- how many bottles of Jack Daniels can I put in my trunk and drive around? Right, as many as you want. <laughs> as long that's as not that's my question. The wheel, yeah. That's my question. Is that and, and I, I'm I'm not advocating for this. I'm I'm just merely right. you know free thinking on all this. So if 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 we say okay, it's legal, and it's legal here in the state of Texas. But you have to buy it from a dispensary. Then you can put a limit on how much you can drive around with. But if you say, you know, free, you know, uh, private sale is is cool too. I mean, what if I go buy a bottle of Jack Daniels? Can I sell it to you? Of course, I, I guess can. you can. Yeah, I can. I can. I can come over and go here. You know, get, give me ten bucks because is I that a is that a legal transaction in a sense? I mean, I, if uh, you know, if you're I don't see why not. You're reimbursing selling me, it, but you're right? not. But you're not paying any taxes or, or anything of that nature. Government doesn't Who get knows? a bite of it. 
<laughs> I don't know enough about this stuff because I, you know, I, I live as clean as I can, but right. <laughs> sometimes I really right. screw up bad. <laughs> but I just don't know enough about it. I, I just those are the things that I've always looked at. I was always opposed to it, and oh man, hey, can't do this and all that. But then I've seen what alcohol does, and again, food. I've seen really fat people that are you know diabetic and it's all food so it's it's there there you know when you allow something else to control you and i have my own vices that control me so i'm not i'm not preaching i'm just saying anything can be something that can hold you back and and again i go back to states rights man i have been so heavy on that lately and so i'm such a believer in in states rights if a state wants it that way then a state can have it that way as far as i'm concerned right right. well you know i i think it's on the way you know i don't think it's going to be this bill specifically but you know i think it's going to happen so yeah we shall see okay We'll take a quick break. We'll come back more. Warren Rama on the other side. Some other stuff to talk about as well right here on KTSA. You know Car Zeus, great guys here in town that are ready to buy your car or truck. That's really the difference makers. They're here in town. They're local. So when it comes to buying your car or truck, uh, it's a piece of cake, man. You log on to the website, carzeus.com, and you fill out a little form. It takes, I don't know, three minutes to fill it out. Right, and uh, that's about it. And then they hit you right back with an offer on your car or truck. If you like it, then you go to them, Advanced Jackson Four Ten, or they come to you. Either way, you want to do it. You know, so they just want to make it easy on you. So they'll come to your work or your house or whatever, and they'll bring a check. They'll inspect it. Takes a couple of minutes just to make sure it's all good. And they'll hand you the check. You hand them the keys, and bye bye. It's that simple to be able to sell your car or truck today. That's the point. And and the fact that they're here in San Antonio, number one, I like that. But number two, it makes it so much easier because you don't have to try to go through 47 phone lines to get to somebody if you got a question. That's Rockin' 410. To me, that should be a motivation to double down even more. We were just talking off the air about the Tower of the Americas. Chris says he wants to rappel off the Tower of Americas or something. But you can do it once, Chris, and then you'll you'll <laughs> he'll meet uh, once, the, the chief of police. Yeah, he'll meet you at the bottom. Um, but throughout the years, man, that that place. Uh, of course, I was here when they built it, and remember it being built and it was an amazing technological feat how they built it and put it all together at the time i think at the time it was if not the tallest structure in this hemisphere it was one of the tallest structures in this hemisphere probably uh-huh. still is i guess I've huge been up there i want to go up there because nice. i've always want to nice. write about it. i want, just want to go up there and see the view but uh haven't made it up there yet thus far <laughs> well that was the place that we all took our girlfriends you know we were going on prom date or whatever you had to go eat up there and and oh, yeah. Haslocker owned it for so long the restaurant up there oh i didn't know that and oh yeah oh yeah sure it was it was a frontier enterprise that restaurant up there for the longest time and uh then they renovated it and i think it was at the papados or, or landry's folks landry's folks i believe bought it and they've had it ever since but um it's you know it's it's such an iconic thing it, it is the city when you look it's the oh, alamo yeah. and that that is the city you 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 see that and you know which city you're dealing with but when they were renovating it i went went down there and did this show from i mean they had already cleared it out emptied it out and they were doing the renovation and uh, so I, I sat up there by myself, basically. I had guys come up like Henry Cisneros and Marty mm-hmm. Winder and all those guys who were real instrumental in San Antonio. They, they were guests with me, uh, Joe Cryer and people like that. Right. And we talked about the building of San Antonio and the building of that and the Hemisphere 68 and all that, that. We did a whole show on that. And they left the elevators open. And the elevators are two-sided. So they got doors on both sides of these elevators, right? So you get on mm-hmm. one side and you get off the other side. And so they had all those open. So it was just basically a big round opening area and i'm sitting there at the table doing the show 
just like this, and all of a sudden, whew, comes by my head. And then another one, and then another one, and then a whole bunch of them. And I realized, those are bats, man. Those are bats <laughs> flying. <laughs> I'm on the air. <laughs> wow. I've experienced a lot of things in radio, but I've never never a swarm of bats. That's oh, you've wow, never been attacked that's freaky. By, let me tell you something. You haven't, you haven't lived till you've been attacked by a swarm of bats in the Tower of the Americas. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a Hunter Thompson book. It does. <laughs> in the dark. In the dark, wow. man. No power wow. up there. So. All right, uh, break for the top of the hour. News, we'll come back. Maxine Waters, remember when she mm. was advocating violence against conservatives? Remember all that? Oh, yeah. Get after him. She's in the news today and more on the COVID. That's coming up with Warren Rima on KTSA. Uh, Rich Chris, good place, good place. But they haven't been able to make their bond payments because of COVID. They haven't had any people there because of COVID. So uh, now that they haven't made their bond payments, the city is going to make the bond payment for them. According to the article in the Express News today, Grant can't make debt payments, so the city is stepping in. With $13.4 million, the Whoa. city is going to, yeah, make it all night, heal their, their hurt toe. And, uh, and the article says officials have little choice because the city issued the bonds to cover this and all that kind of stuff, so the city is on the hook as well. So two questions or two big issues with this. First of all, this is corporate welfare big time. That's all this is. This is bailing out a corporate entity, the Hyatt, and these are taxpayers, and they say, well, it's just, it's, you know, it's visitors' uh, tax income. Well, no, it's not. There are no, there's no visitor tax income right now. So this is your right. income. This is your money that they're using. And regardless, even if it was visitor tax income, it doesn't matter if the, if the income's coming from, from San Antonio or Peoria, Illinois. It's not right for a tax, for the taxpayers to, to make the, the, the payment on the note at the Grand Hyatt. This is corporate welfare that I think leads to government ownership of private business because you know the city's going to take a greater stake in the Grand Hyatt for oh, covering yeah. their butts on this thing. But also, how many restaurants and bars is the city going to cover? Is the city going to cover Joe's Bar, Billy's Bar, Sean's Bar, Trey's Restaurant? Is it going to cover any of that stuff? Of course not. You know they're not going to. That was my immediate thought. Like, how many restaurants have shuttered uh, in this town that are never going to open? Yeah, I think the Hyatt would be fine. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, help, uh, help those folks out. But uh, they're the ones who got to wait the longest, usually, for anything. Uh, and for a lot of them, it's already too late. So I'm sure they're real happy to hear this. Folks who, who devoted decades of their lives to their restaurant or their bar or their bar restaurant, and it's just gone. Uh, I'm sure they're real happy about what they're seeing regarding the Hyatt. And that, it's, it's, it, you know, it's crazy. You're right. It's, it's, it, the city hall now basically will, will be able to dictate stuff to the Hyatt. And, uh, and meanwhile, uh, folks who, who were really struggling and who's who small, because the, the restaurants of this town, and, and you know this, the, the, the restaurants that make up this town are not corporate restaurants for the most part. We have a lot of chains. We have a lot of franchises and things of that nature. But it's the mom and pop places. It's the privately you owned places, the family betcha. owned restaurants. You that betcha. are the backbone of that industry in this town, Absolutely. and they, they're getting screwed. They're getting complete. Right. Nuremberg treats them like the redheaded stepchild. I mean, they don't want anything to do with them. Barely talks. He's to got them. to go. He's, He's got to go. In that He's regard, got He's to been go. Terrible to the restaurant industry in this in this town. Terrible. Well, what 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 did it for me is this whole curfew thing, man. He's got to go. 
Oh, and yeah. uh, I called Sorry, for his resignation Ron. on the five yeah. to seven show. That's not going to happen. He's not going to resign. But uh, and and this whole uh, somebody asked me, well, what's it going to take to do a recall petition? A recall petition. You have to get a hundred thousand signatures because there was about a million who were registered at the time of that election, and th- they have to be certified. That's a that's a full time job for an army to get a hundred thousand certified signatures to force a recall election. They set it up that way so the politicians wrote the law so that they would never be recalled. So it's that the recall election. I don't. I don't see that happening. What you got to do? What we got to do? What you have to do, Bear County? What you have to do, San Antonio, is find conservative candidates. You have to, and they have to have the guts and the you know what's to stand up and do what's right for business and for people in this city. Quit running over people. Quit taking away their rights and their freedoms, and quit messing around with the businesses. Stop it. So it's going to take. That's what it's going to take. Yeah, no, I agree because they—they've really just with the COVID. Thing, I mean, it, it was pretty. It, you and I talked a lot about this before COVID and just how bad things were at City Hall. Hell, we've spent most of us, you, me, and Jack, have spent years you know, talking about how crappy things are at City Hall, and especially after Nuremberg got in there. Uh, it, once COVID kicked in, they did. They went full on dictator. They went. Yeah. They went full on. You know, I'm the king of this GD city. He and the judge, and uh, uh, we're here to tell the little people what to do. Yeah. You know, and, and I, I get so sick and tired of hearing this, well, we've got spikes now, and it's because of you people, and you're not masking up enough, and you're not carrying your uh, responsibility in this enough, you know. They're, they're, guys like Ron are always preaching to us like we're his kids, or we're a kindergarten class, and he just knows better. And meanwhile, the pillars of this town, like Jimmy and like a lot of other folks we know who who uh, uh, own these uh, these restaurants, these iconic restaurants in town, you know, he treats them horribly. Remember at the very beginning of this when uh, uh, he was going to close down the restaurants or cut the capacity or some, something like, that? and he didn't even tell the, he didn't talk he didn't meet with any restaurant owners. Remember that because Jimmy called him up the day after I think they they threw down that first edict. Well, no. On, uh, on actually, what happened was actually what happened was they met with him, and, and, or the the mayor met with them and said, "I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to close you down right now." Oh, and right. then there was a there was a phone call in the middle of the night from the judge who said, uh, "He's going to close you down tomorrow." Right. So apparently he met with them on one day and told them, "I'm no, no, I'm not going to close you down. We're not going to do anything." And the very next day he shut them down. So I mean that's and and that's that's the type of thing that we're talking about here. You know one of the problems with conservative trying to get conservative leadership in town, they are the city. I'm talking about the average citizen in San Antonio is so on the government teat right now that they're right. not going to vote for conservative leadership. They've had opportunities, right? And they right. Uh, to to a person. And and what happens is. They so rigged. I, I'm telling you, San Antonio is so. The system here is so rigged, and it's not unique to a lot of other municipalities across the country. A lot of them are also rigged. Okay, but it's so rigged for people on the left to turn out cops metro to march the streets for them, and tops to march right. the streets for, them, and deals that were cut for tops to come in and motivate their people, their armies of people to go out and bang on doors for you, and then you pass, you know, legislation and you get things passed that'll take 
care of some of these folks so the next election right. they go out and they pound the doors for you? I mean, I'm, I, we watched it for years and years and years in this town. The backroom deals and all that stuff's been made for years in this town to keep certain people in power in this town. But like I say, that happens in a lot of different places, too. Austin's no different. Dallas and Houston's no different. All these places are the same, how the system is rigged, and it's really hard. Think about the major cities in the in this state, from San Antonio to Austin to Houston right. to Dallas, all liberal left-wing socialist leadership, all yeah. of them. And, and and now we have the extra added uh, value of just out-of-state dollars pouring into these elections uh, for Democrats. Just pour, I mean, right. Ron got so much money, and you and I know this from from you know other outside sources. Uh, it's it's not even funny. So right. you know, you're right. It's sad. It's sad because it, I don't believe city leadership gives a crap about the city. To be honest, I mean, most of it. I don't think Nuremberg. I think he sees this as a resume piece. Uh, for something down the road, like, like a lot of them do, because some of the policies he's undertaken have been disastrous for this economy, especially under COVID. So, you know, it's sad. It's a shame because I think there's a whole lot of people in this town who are just not represented by yep. by City Hall. Quite the opposite. It's just a rep, relatively, like you say, relatively small community of folks okay. uh, who, who get all the perks and all the love. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. This is Jack Riccardi. Stay connected to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. Yeah, I mean, you know, you think about some of the conservatives that are out there. You get David McGee over at Amogee, and there's some other great conservatives right. like Jimmy Hasslocker over at Jim's Frontier Enterprises. But you probably couldn't convince any of these guys that this is a mess that they want to get into, but they get my vote for the next mayor. Hey, Jimmy. Oh, yeah. Morning. Good morning. How you doing? We're good. How are you? Doing good. Let me uh, let me first by state that restaurants, family sit down restaurants, are safe places for people to go eat. I don't care what Newenberg says. Uh, our industry is regulated by the San Antonio right. Metropolitan Health, and as a result of it, uh, they they come in at any time. Uh, they don't give you a time or a date. They just show up, pull an inspection and do what they need to do. And the San Antonio restaurants, uh, the many that I know, are, are good operators. And so mm-hmm. this stuff about uh, restaurants being COVID spreaders uh, is just not true. I mean, I told them, I told Nuenberg to tell me, show me where these are so that we, we can look at these. And so far, even the Texas Restaurant Association uh, has done the same thing uh, throughout the state. So anyway, moving on, uh, yes, we did meet with the mayor on March 16th, a group of us, uh, uh, San Antonio Restaurant, and most of your listeners know uh, know those uh, restauranters, the Cortez family, the Barrioses. Absolutely. Absolutely. Pizza Hut people, uh, Don Farida, who owns his largest single mm-hmm. franchise owner of Denny's in the country. Anyway, we all met. The mayor, after the meeting, looked at me, and I said, Ron, if you're going to do something different than what you told this group, you need to tell me. He said, no, we'll meet next Tuesday. The next morning, Judge Wolf was gracious enough to call me and said, I got a call that tomorrow on Wednesday, Neuenberg is going to announce he's going to shut down dining rooms in San Antonio. And what people needed to know, that there were hundreds of millions of dollars of groceries in distribution centers like Benny Keith, like... Uh, U.S. Foods, Cisco, Alliant, 
uh, Labatt, all of these other companies had huge amounts of food, not only uh, in their freezers, but Nuremberg gave them no time at all to do anything. Mm. And in fact, well, Jimmy, grocery Jimmy, that's exactly, uh, Jimmy, that's exactly what happened with this curfew last week. They called that curfew on a Wednesday, and everybody, all the restaurants and bars and everybody, have already ordered their booze and their food for the weekend. One of the biggest weekends, if not the biggest weekend of the year for bars and restaurants, is that four-day holiday from for Thanksgiving. And on Wednesday, after all that's been stocked and it's in the fridge already, that's when they called a curfew. That's just and that. That's just Everybody stepping on the necks of people. At least thirty percent, if not oh, more. Oh God! Mm. Oh God! So mm. this guy doesn't have a clue. He doesn't have a clue about business. He's he's never employed anybody. He has no idea to look employees in the face that uh, that are receiving paychecks and. You know, we, we struggled through this as a company. Many others have. Forty percent of the restaurants in Texas by the end of December, uh, if they don't get some sort of PPP money or other relief, will end up closing. Hmm. Jimmy, what do we do? How do we get some conservative, business-friendly leadership at City Hall? Well, I, you know, my phone's been ringing. People have asked me to, to run. It's a, it's a very difficult position, uh, position to... Uh, to deal with because you've got one side that I don't care what you do, you can be you can be uh, the perfect candidate, but there's also going to be a particular sector that's not going to vote for a, a conservative person that has has a business background. And uh, you know I know Phil Hardberger uh, understands this. Henry Cisneros understands this. I don't think at first Henry grasped this as much as he does now, but I will I will tell you that uh, doing this to, to the restaurant industry and telling people that it's not safe is ridiculous. Let's go to the big box home improvement stores. Of course it's safe. <laughs> let's, go to Sally's, let's go to Sally's Dress Shop or whomever, the beauty shops, you name it, hundreds and hundreds of uh, thousands of people that hold a shingle out every day with a door open hoping a customer is going to walk through. You could get COVID in any of those places, but they've decided – to go after the restaurant industry, which is the number two employer in this country. Without think, the science and without the facts. Go ahead, Sean. Well, I was going to say, why do you think that is? Why do you think uh, uh, they have targeted the restaurant industry above all these other uh, kinds of businesses? Well, I, I think part of it had to do with the bar issue because bars were crowded uh, uh, and, and, and it continued to be crowded. Uh, Texas Restaurant Association worked with bar owners. In fact, they had nobody representing them, and we told them we would be happy to work with them, but they were going to have to do what we were having to do, mask up, social distance, and do all that. And we've had several that haven't done it, and quite, quite frankly, we told the Texas Alcoholic Beverage Commission, you need to pull their liquor license, and I told the city, uh, if these people continue to do this, you need to pull the food establishment license where they can't, uh, or their bar license, so they can't operate either. Yeah, but CFO. Jimmy, e even in that case, you're just talking about one or two. You're not talking about a whole bunch here. And to shut down an entire industry because of one or two bad operators, that's just dumb. And I know why, they do it, why they're doing it, Sean. I can answer that question. The, uh, bottom line is, they want to make you as miserable as they can. And everybody sure. loves to go out to eat. Who doesn't like to go out to eat? 
There's nobody well, out there that doesn't what? like to go out to eat and have a good time on a, on a weekend or a weekday and, and enjoy some friends and family or you're working your butt off all day and you want to you want to slide into gyms and have a burger or something and, and it, it, you want to make people miserable, take that away from them. And that's exactly what they've done. It's just absolutely unconscionable how they've handled that. Um, all right, Jimmy, we well, got to well, let you go because we got the bottom of the hour. But I have to ask right, you something that's kind of off top. Go ahead. Yeah, I want to tell you that on Thanksgiving morning, I text Nuenberg. I told him he was the number one salesperson for the grocery companies because the grocery company's number one uh, competitor is the food service, hospitality Mm. industry, restaurants. (laughs) Well, there you go. All right, I have to ask you this kind of off-topic real quick. I posted yesterday that this year, I I don't eat black-eyed peas. I hate them. They're gross. They're terrible. But (laughs) this year, because of the way 2020's gone, I'm going to have them on New Year's Day because my mom always made me eat them. And your wife said on my page (laughs) they're much better cooked with ham hock or country ham and gravy. Is she right? She is right. And she comes from Jacksonville, North Carolina, Camp Lejeune. And I promise you, she does it right. Wow. Well, you you have the right answer anyway. Anything she says, yes, ma'am. That's right. <laughs> happy, happy wife, happy life. Happy life. <laughs> Thank you, Jimmy. Have a good one, man. Thank you, Jimmy. You guys stay safe and uh, tell people to go eat in the restaurants. They're safe. We will. You bet. We will, absolutely. All right, bottom of the hour, break for the news. Back in just a minute, more Warren Rima coming your way on KTSA. BSG, well, listen, it's, uh, smart home technology comes from the best, and the best is BSG in San Antonio. BSG in San Antonio, they are local. Jim Davis is listening right now. Jim Davis is ready to answer your call. Jim Davis right here at BSG is ready to take care of your needs. Now, we, we, we notice Christmas lights are going up in the neighborhoods, right? Now, they have a central controller that's only one forty nine ninety nine delivered, installed, and set up for you by BSG, and there's no monthly fees or anything like that. It controls all your lights and all your sound and everything going on. In fact, we got a story this morning that one of the big movie producers are now just going to release online instead of sending it out to the big movie houses, or they're going to do both at the same time. How about a, a home theater for your family? BSG can build you a home theater like you would not believe with all the great name brands and everything, and affordable, too. And speaking of home theater, if you have a TV that you need hung on the wall, BSG has got a special for you right now, just in time for Christmas. They'll hang out on the wall for only $99. Any TV, any wall. If you check around, that's about half of what the big box stores charge to hang TVs. But BG, BSG, they'll come out and they'll hang it for you for $99. That's BSG at 210-807-27. San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Restaurants. Family sit-down restaurants are safe places for people to go eat. I don't care what Neuenberg says. Uh, I, I'm just going to guess. I don't know. I'm just pulling this out to air. Um, neither we nor Jimmy are going to get a Christmas card from the mayor this year. I'm just saying. I'm I, just thinking that that's... We're probably on the naughty list there. You know, yeah, right. The Can you move list. your leg? Can you move your leg over a bit? Just a little bit? Sure. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I need I'm to sorry. get to these... Well, there's suitcases full of ballots underneath your desk. I need to pull them out. <laughs> we were watching that last night. Oh my Crazy. <laughs> suitcases under the table, man. But there's no evidence. But there's no evidence. None. Come on, man. In Georgia, that was that's crazy. 
After they send, <laughs> you can see how they send them all. They send all the ballot watchers away, and the media. And the, chicks, and the media. This chick starts Everybody pulling out suitcases of ballots <laughs> and running them through the machine. But there's no. And I had a guy. The video's out there everywhere. Yeah. It's, it's out there everywhere. First thing I saw on Breitbart this morning, but it's everywhere. So it's yeah. you know it, Fox News ran it this morning, and I had a guy call this morning who hates you, hates me, hates uh, Jack, hates he hates right. Ramsey. Uh, you know, I'm like, why? why do you hate Ramsey? <laughs> what did he do? <laughs> I think he just hates the world. But anyway, you're lying. There's no video. Uh, what? You're lying. There's no. You're a liar. There's no video. Well, it's everywhere. Everybody can see the video. But they, yeah, they yank out these suitcases, and uh, and then you had in in oh in Nevada, in Nevada they were using these USBs that had the votes on the USB, and those were the USB which you know flash drive was checked right. in and checked out every day, logged in, logged out. Well, it would be logged out. And then when it was logged back in, it have more votes on it. Well, they're not. It's a static. <laughs> you can't put more votes on the after the election, and somehow it's got more votes on it every time. Wow. These USBs, they would check them out with X number of votes, and then they check them back in and have more votes on them. So don't tell me, man. It's just too you're lying, much Dre. smoke. It's not true. Huh? You you're lying. You're a racist. You're I a know. hater. Huh. You just you, I just, know. you just love Trump. That's what it is, and you hate people. You just wake right. up every day and eat a big bowl of hate, and that you know, there's no video, there's no evidence, you know. It's crazy, because uh, right. I've talked to people like that too. It's like, what do you mean there's no video, or what do you mean there's no evidence? Well, it's right in front of you. There's mountains of evidence in all these states. Yeah, it's surreal. No, I know the guy you're talking about. He's he's called. He he hates us all. He does. He just. <laughs> oh a, well, we're hating he us. No is, cherry there. Hate, <laughs> hating us is his hobby. You know, it gives him something, some meaning to his life. Yeah, that's you fine. Know, Good. Just hating on. Hate us. away, baby. Um... <laughs> Like I said, he's not getting any cherry there. No. Maxine Waters, Ugh. the re-election of U.S. Representative Maxine Waters to another term in Congress last month, proved to be something of a financial windfall for Karen Waters, her mm. daughter. Karen Waters received a total of $240,000 from her mother's campaign during the re-election cycle. This is so Ilhan Omarish, isn't it, where she was paying her husband millions yes. of dollars? The dollar figure appears to mirror what Karen Waters received during her mother's previous campaign in 2018. So it seems like every campaign that Maxine runs, her daughter ends up making hundreds of thousands of dollars. Uh. Getting paid as a quote consultant, you know, uh, I'm a the reparations man. <laughs> <laughs> it's like really seriously, I, they're all scumbags. It's uh, it's what yeah. I get so sick of being preached to by liberal pukes, you know, with their judgments and their outrage, and yet they are some of the scummiest people. You know, did did we any of us honestly think Joe Biden's the only one? Who's out there? Whose family members? Family members are benefiting from his uh, his his political life. Come on, no, it's no. standard. It's standard. Uh, you know, those types. Like I said, Omar Panner, Panner old right. man. That you know. Uh, morning Trey and Sean. Jimmy's on to something. Being a salesman for HEB. Mayor Morenberg is <laughs> Moronberg. Okay, Moron, Moronberg. His <laughs> that's what the guy said. <laughs> email. His wife is a big wig over there, right. and so. Okay, well, I don't know. I, I have, I have no idea. Anyway, uh, UN Chief Guterres says it's time for the world to have a reset, uh, a reset at the world, a great climate, climate and economic reset. Uh, he says nature is determined to destroy humanity through flood, famine, fire, and pestilence. So in January at Davos. 
Stop me if you've heard me say this before. They're going to have the great economic reset. Humanity is waging war on nature, he said, with growing force and fury. So it is time for us to have an economic reset. That includes, by the way, putting a price on carbon, getting rid of fossil fuels, helping those around the world who are already facing the dire impacts of climate change by sending them trillions of U.S. dollars. And it harkens back to just a few days ago on Black Friday or whatever we're supposed to call it now. Greta Thunberg saying, don't buy things you don't need. Okay. She's a thing I don't need. (laughs) They're about it. You've been saying it for for a few months now. The big reset. The great reset. Basically, the whole world becomes one big communist nation. That's what they want. No private property. No private industry. No private companies. No private life, really, in that sense. The individual life would be gone. And, and and America would foot the bill for all of it. So you, you, as far as I could tell, and based on what on what you're saying, that's usually how it works, right, with these kinds of uh, international events is we end up footing the bill. So we would end up paying for our own oppression internationally. That that's, sounds like a great idea. Pretty much. <laughs> that's pretty much how it happens. I, I'm just, you know, on, on the Greta thing, wasn't she 17, right? And I'm thinking it's Christmas time, and on Black Friday she's, telling people don't buy things you don't need today for christmas and i'm thinking that's one unhappy 17 year old (laughs) so miserable well she's a good liberal you know progressives are unhappy people by and large so she learns she's learning early to be miserable but she is she's depressing as hell man and i don't know why well she is and she's a 17 year old i agree man you know i what do I care what she says about anything, man? I don't care what she says about anything. She's how, no authority on anything. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? It's like, Buy sit down, little girl. <laughs> go, go play with your Barbies. You know, sit down and go play with your Barbies. <laughs> <laughs> Think she's got any? Yeah, I bet they're unhappy, too. <laughs> yeah. They're green. They're made out of grass, she has, but she they're has Barbies nonetheless. Barbies. <laughs> <laughs> right. Quick break. Continue on the other